Thank you, John. Thank you, John. Hallelujah. 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 What a wonderful presence of the Lord is here right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It is good to be in the house of the Lord today. It's good to see each one of you here. It's good to have our, our guest with us here today. It's good to see y'all. Thank you for being here today. It's good to have everyone here. Amen. I want to tell all of our dads, happy Father's Day. Amen. Hey, you know, we gotta we got to celebrate these days. You know? Take every, every chance to celebrate that we can, right? Amen. Amen. It's good to be here. I am... Uh, I'm excited about what God is doing. I'm excited about, you know, what's going on today here in this service. And I uh, just want to remind everyone about uh, about our services, our, our midweek service. We've got that coming up, our prayer and Bible study. We've been having some good, uh, some good teaching, some good prayer meetings. I want you to just continue in those. Um, also remind you of our, our tithing and offering. Continue your... You're giving whether you do it online or whether you do it in our in our uh, offering basket over here. Uh, don't forget those things. Just uh, continue to be faithful to God. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we are going to get into the word of the Lord today. Is that all right with y'all? You okay about that? All right. Good. Uh, I want you to turn with me, if you will, to Genesis, the 20th chapter. And uh, I want to read verses 1 through 7. Now, I know when we read this that you're going to go, oh, I've heard this story. Okay? I'm going to take a little different direction with it today, so just bear with me. Genesis chapter 20, beginning in verse 1, and it says, And Abraham journeyed from thence towards the south country and dwelled between Kadesh, Kadesh and Shur and sojourned in Gerar. And Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, she is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Behold, thou art but a dead man. For the woman which thou hast taken, for she is a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her. And he said, Lord, wilt thou slay also a righteous nation? And he said unto me, she is my, or said he not unto me, she is my sister. And she even herself said, he is my brother. In the integrity of mine heart and innocency of my hands have I done this. And God said unto him in a dream, yea, I know that thou didst this in the integrity of thy heart. For I also withheld thee from sinning against me. Therefore suffered I thee not to touch her. Now, therefore, restore the man his wife, for he is a prophet, and he shall pray for thee, and thou shalt live. And if thou restore her not, know thou that thou shalt surely die, thou and all that are, are thine. Now, if you'll just allow me, I want to drop down to verse uh, 13 and kind of give you the end of the story here. It says, And it came to pass when God caused me to wander from my father's house, that I said unto her, This is thy kindness, which thou uh, shalt show unto me at every place. Um, 
whither we shall come, say of me, he is my brother. And Abimelech took sheep and oxen and men servant and women servant and gave them unto Abraham and restored him Sarah, his wife. And Abimelech said, Behold, my land is before thee. Dwell where it pleaseth thee. And unto Sarah he said, Behold, I have given thy brother a thousand pieces of silver. Behold, he is to thee a covering of the eyes unto all that are with thee and with all others. Thus she was reproved. So Abraham prayed unto God, and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his maidservants, and they bare children. For the Lord had fast closed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. Why don't you put your Bibles down? Let's say a prayer right now and uh, just ask God to help us today. Lord, we love you, God. We thank you for your word. We thank you, God, for all the great things that you've done in our life, God. We thank you, Lord, for this day that you have given us, Lord. We thank you for your presence that is here today, God. Lord, we just pray today that you would anoint this word, anoint my lips today, God, that I would speak according to your will, God, and anoint our ears that we would receive and hear from you, God, that that you would speak unto us. Lord, we thank you for it. We ask all these things in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Why don't you greet someone around you today as you're seated? This is a story that uh, many of us are familiar with. We've, we've read about the story with, you know, Abraham and Sarah and, you know, how the, you know, the, the king to, uh, looked on Sarah and saw that she was beautiful and, and decided, hey, I, I want her. And, and, you know, Abraham and Sarah had already agreed that, you know, when these things happened that, you know, they would say they were brother and sister because technically they still were brother and sister. So, um, you know, and we, we see how the, the, the judgment of God came on uh, Abimelech because of that. And so, you know, when we read this story, typically we talk about the, the, the way that God protects his children and, and the protection that he has for his people, even in the midst of, uh, of, of times that are mm, a little iffy. You know, I mean, I, I can't say that what Abraham and Sarah did was was really a, a, a wise thing to do. I mean, they were trying to figure out a way to protect themselves and, and, and you know, make everything work out in their own mind. And God said, listen, just, you know, just trust in me. And so God still protected his children. But, you know, there was a good outcome from this encounter. The, um, the, the outcome of this was that, uh, that Abraham was allowed to stay in the land there for as long as he wanted. And, and, and he, was, uh, he was blessed by the king because of this. Now, you would think that if a man had deceived you like that and, and, and caused you to be threatened by God that he was going to kill you, that maybe you would just want him to move on along. You know, it would be best if you just went ahead and relocated. But see, Abimelech saw something 
in that, that he saw that God cared enough about Abraham and about Sarah that he protected them and he kept them and he blessed them. Even when, even when they did things that were questionable, God still protected them and blessed them. Or, or how many of you today are, are thankful that God blesses you and keeps you? Amen. Now, most of the time when we talk about this story, we, we focus just on, on that account. But today, I, I want to, like I said, I want to take a little bit of a different twist on this story because of the fact uh, the Lord drew my attention to uh, Abimelech. And Abimelech means the father, or, or my father, the king, or the father of the king. That's what Abimelech means. Really what Abimelech was, uh, history tells us that it really was a Philistine title, kind of like Pharaoh. Pharaoh was the, the king or the ruler over Egypt, and so there were many different pharaohs. Well, the Bible gives us five different accounts of Abimelechs. And in the Philistine nation, that was their title for one that was either the, the son of the king or the father of the next king. It was all about the genealogy, all about the bloodline and the fact that, listen, I am who I am because my dad was the king and I'm the king. And as long as, as, long as I'm alive, I'll be the king. But when I go, my heir is going to be the next king. And it was all about that bloodline. It was about that title. And so there was that assurance, that, if you will, that arrogance within the, within the royalty that was, listen, you know, nothing's going to happen to me and my bloodline's going to remain. And so, you know, we, we saw Abimelech knew that, hey, listen, you know, I am king and, and my heirs will be king after me. Abra or, I mean, Abimelech, he didn't have any uh, obligation to Abraham. God didn't say that, you know, uh, that didn't give him any instructions other than the fact that he was to restore Sarah, his wife, back to him. But we see that Abimelech came and, and, and you know, brought, uh, you know, brought gifts to him. And, and he even gave the, the, the pieces of silver for Sarah. Which was actually it was a form of rebuke. A lot of uh, a lot of historians have looked into that, and and typically that uh, thousand pieces of silver that uh, that they were given was was money to go and to, uh, to to purchase a veil, because all of the married women at that time were supposed to wear veils so that the other men could identify that listen she's married, and so the king really was rebuking her, saying hey. You need to go buy a veil, and if you can't afford one here, I'll give you the money. You go buy one so nobody else called, uh, runs into this problem. And, and that, you know, the scripture says that she was rebuked because of it. Listen, you, you know, you've got a husband. You've got a covering there, and, and you need to recognize that and, and let everybody else recognize that too. We'll just throw that out there. Listen, if you're married, man or woman, other people need to know you're married. You, you shouldn't be hiding that fact. 
When, when, when you said I do, you, you put a ring on that finger, you took yourself off the market, okay? And, and, and you're not out shopping in the market either. I'll just throw that in for free. That's, that's not part of it, but hey, listen, you know, there's too many people today that uh, marriage is, is just a, uh, a matter of convenience. I, I may be married, but, you know, if something better comes along, I, you know, I may change my mind. No, 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 huh? That's a covenant that you made, and that's, a, that's till death do us part. I still believe that. Can, can I get an amen? amen. Oh, good. I, I'm glad that we agree. I, I am not. I, I am not one that believes in divorce. I believe that. Listen, if you have a hard time in your marriage, you need to stick it out. You need to stay right there, and, and you need to you need to work on that. You you need to you know you need to invest the time, the energy, the effort in your marriage. I'm not going to get into the whole teaching. I'm just stating my position. That's all I'm doing. Oh, okay. Let me move on. Um, but Abimelech saw something that was great in Abraham. He saw that, that God uh, respected Abraham, that God had this relationship. I mean, enough that, that God would appear to the king in a dream and tell him, listen, you're about to get yourself in a world of hurt. You better give that man's wife back. He had already shut up the womb of all of his family, his wife, his concubines, his, his maidservants. All of those, their wombs were closed. There wasn't going to be an heir that would come to Abimelech. And so the, the name that said, I'm the father of the king, was, gonna, was going to turn out to be false. Because there wouldn't be an heir for him to pass it on to if he wasn't obedient to God. And so he saw this power at work in the protection of Abraham. And so when he recognized it, he, he, he desired to have some sort of a connection with, with Abraham. And so we see that he offered Abraham, said, listen, you don't need to leave. You can stay here for as long as you want. Pick out a place you want to stay. You can stay there with my blessing. And so Abraham did that. Abraham uh, picked out a location that he liked. He traveled there. God allowed him to, to set up a land there. Uh, we, we find that he stayed there for quite a while. When, uh, when Isaac was born, uh, it was, he was still in that location. He was still in that area. After, uh, after the... the the, the, the trouble with uh, Sarah's handmaid and, 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 and getting rid of her and, and her son and out of the, you know, all of that, all of those times, that took place while Abraham was still right here. And he lived there and he prospered and, and, and he was blessed. And if we turn to Second uh, Samuel, verse 23, we read about, finally Abimelech, said, listen, I, I've got to do something to connect myself with this man because God's hand is upon him. And so in 2 Samuel chapter 23, the scripture tells us, and uh, I'm sorry, not 2 Samuel, in the next chapter, it's when it uh, talks about it, in uh, chapter 21 of Genesis, 
I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> Chapter 21 says, It came to pass at that time that Abimelech and uh, Pichol, the chief captain of his host, spake unto Abraham, saying, God is with thee and all that thou doest. He recognized that. He said, Now therefore swear unto me here by God that thou wilt not deal falsely with me, nor with my son, nor with my son's sons. But according to the kindness that I have done unto thee, thou shalt do unto me, and to the land wherein thou hast sojourned. And Abraham said, I will swear. And so we find that Abraham and Abimelech entered into a covenant. They entered into a relationship, a, a covenant relationship, the scripture tells us about, so that they would, that, that Abraham would, uh, would show him kindness, that, that he would not deal falsely with him, he would never come against him, but he would be there to protect him. Now, when we talk about entering into a covenant of kindness, what does that mean? What does it mean to, you know, to be kind to someone? What the scripture is talking about here, it's not just, you know, hey, I'll be nice to you. You'll be my friend. No, it's more than that. The, the, the word here that is used is, is really more of a, a, uh, uh, an example of what the scripture would say as loving kindness. It was a relationship of, of true loyalty to one another. Uh, scripture, uh, other examples of this kind of thing are uh, found in the relationship with David and Jonathan, where they developed such a close relationship that, you know, they, they were willing to risk their life for one another. They were willing to, you know, to do whatever it took to make sure that the other was protected and cared for and kept safe. That was the kind of relationship that Abimelech desired of Abraham. I'll give you another example of where that kind of relationship came, and that's in 2 Samuel where I, where I was talking about. That is where we find uh, David is at the end of his, uh, end of his life, and, and he's, he's held up in a cave. Cave of Adullam, and, and the scripture starts talking to us about all of his mighty men and, and the works that the mighty men had done. And one of the uh, one of the accounts in there says, and three of the thirty chief went down and came to David in the harvest time unto the cave of Adullam. Now, let me just set the picture here. David's living in this cave; he's hiding out. the The city of David has been captured. The the his, his uh, enemies have taken over the city. He can't go there. He's, he's there, uh, and he's, he's really just hiding out because he's in fear for his life. And it says, And the troops of the Philistines pitched in the valley of Rephaim. And David was then in a hole, and the garrison of the Philistines was then in Bethlehem. So he was here holed up is what we would call it. He was hiding out. You know, uh, you think of the old Western movies, where would they go if they were in trouble? They, they'd go find them a cave out in the, you know, out in the desert somewhere and they'd hide out, you know, so nobody could find them. That's what David was doing. He was hiding out so nobody could find him. 
And, and his men came to him, and David started lamenting the fact that he was that he was held up, and that the and that the city, his city, the city of David, Bethlehem, was you know it was it was under captivity. And, and the scripture says, and David longed and said, "All oh, that one would give me drink of the water of the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate." And the three mighty men break through the host of Philistines and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate and took it and brought it to David. Now, that's the kind of, uh, that's the kind of loyalty that we're talking about here. That those three men were willing because David had said, oh man, I, I really wish I could, you know, I had the freedom to go and to, to dip my cup into that well and get me a drink of that water out of that well. And the men said, listen, if our leader wants that, we're willing to go risk our lives for it. We're, we're willing to go and, and, and fight our way in just to be able to get him a drink of water from that well. Now, that's loyalty. Those are, those are people that, that, uh, that, that have devoted themselves to something. We, we find that the mighty men that surrounded David when, when you begin to study them, most of them were not, uh, they, they were not well thought of in society. They were outcasts. They were, you know, they were ones that, that society had, had, um, had, had pushed aside for some different reason. Most of them were not well trained as, as soldiers, but they were very brave men. And, and when they came, uh, and, and align themselves with David. David began to train them and to and, and to to teach them, and and he they allowed him to mentor them, and they became great, mighty warriors. Enough that the Bible takes time to record their acts, and we find that you know David recognized when these men brought them the drink of water. He said, "Oh no, I, I can't drink." I always thought, well, man, that was kind of thankless. But really it wasn't because the scripture says, nevertheless, he would not drink thereof, but poured it out unto the Lord. And he said, be it far from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Is not this the blood of the men that went in jeopardy of their lives? Therefore, he would not drink it. He said, listen, I... You know, these men were so loyal to me that they went and risked their lives that I could just have something as simple as a drink of water from a well. He said, I, 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 I'm not, I can't honor myself enough or, or lift myself up to a high enough position that, that, you know, I would accept this and think that, you know, they could do such a, a great work for me. He, he recognized that, you know, I, I can't do this. These men have, have done so much and given so much. What a, you know, what a great sacrifice that they were willing to make. What, what, a, what a friendship. What a gift of loyalty. That's the same kind of loyalty and relationship that Abimelech was desiring to have with Abraham. Now, we've got a Philistine king, an enemy of Israel, which was not a nation at the time. Abraham hadn't, hadn't, hadn't uh, 
received that that pro, that promise and that blessing, you know, it hadn't hadn't uh, prospered and, and done what God had promised it, yeah. But they ended up becoming a, an enemy of, of the Israelites and of the, the Jewish nation. But Abraham is there, and this guy is saying, "Listen, I, I I don't know I don't know why I don't know what it is, but God has a, a special relationship with you." And if God sees enough in you that he has a special relationship with you, I want that also. And, and I, I'm willing to do whatever it'll take on my part, and I'm asking you to be that loyal to me also. You know, there's something, something to be said about loyalty. There's something to be said about, uh, about willing to, to make sacrifices in your life. Why was it that that Abraham had that relationship with God, it was because of a covenant that Abraham had entered into with God himself. When God called him and chose him to be the father of his people, Abraham responded. Abraham uh, accepted that call and said, Lord, I'm willing to give up my own life and do whatever you ask. I'm willing to, to give up my own, my own fleshly desires. I'll, I'll leave my father's house and I'll go wander around through this land that you say you're going to give me and, and you're going you're gonna to bless my, uh, my inheritance of, of my children. He said, I, I don't even have a child. I'm getting old and I don't have a kid. But God, you said that you're going you're gonna to cause my inhabitants or my inheritance to be like the sands of the sea. I don't know how it'll work, but God, you've said that, and so I'm willing to sacrifice myself to go do it. And so it was, it was through that relationship, through that sacrifice, that we see uh, Abraham developing that, that connection with God to where God provides and protects and keeps him and blesses him and prospers him. We're able to enter into that same type of, uh, of a covenant with God. That's through salvation. The, the Acts 2.38 plan of salvation, of, of repentance, water baptism in Jesus' name, and, and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost brings us into that same relationship and, and even, an even greater relationship than what Abraham had with God. If, if God did that for Abraham, how much more will he do that for you and me that, that have been adopted and, and grafted into his bloodline? We, we see this earthly king that's bragging about, you know, the heirs that are going to be kings. We've got the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the creator of all things that has grafted us into his bloodline and said, listen, you're going to be the heir to all of this. You will be kings and priests and you will rule and reign alongside me. You will, you will rule and reign with me. We've got the blessings of God upon us. And just like Abimelech saw this in Abraham, others should see that same thing in our lives. You know, as, as saints of God, as Christians, as, as Holy Ghost-filled people, we have to be careful that, that we don't hide the blessings of God. 
Why was it that Abimelech saw those things in Abraham's life? Because Abraham didn't hide them. He, he, he let those things show. Abimelech could look and see the, the prosperity of Abraham because in his obedience to God, God prospered him. He, he blessed his flocks. He blessed his, his you know, his, 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 the, the, the work that he had, the possessions that he had, the workers that he had. He blessed them, and they prospered. He saw the promises of God uh, begin to be fulfilled in Abraham's life. He saw the, the blessings of God. Those that are around us need to see the blessings of God. They, they need to hear about what God has done for you and I. They, they need to hear the testimonies of how God blessed us, of how God keeps us, of how God brought us out of bad situations. How, how that when before we came to Him, how that we were, you know, drug addicts, we were drunkards, we were, you name it, we were steeped in sin. But when we came to God, how that He set us free from those things. How that he delivered us from those things. How that God took us from situations where we were like those, those mighty men. We were outcast. We had no reason to be in association with a king. We, society wouldn't even accept some of us. Some of us, society had turned their backs on and said, you're not worth anything. Go, go, go live on your own. But God looked at you and me and said, yes, you are worth something. You're my child, and I love you, and, and I'm willing to sacrifice for you. I want to bless you. you. All I'm asking for is your obedience to me. Follow my plan. Be loyal to me, and I will bless you. Oh, And, and when we begin to let those things uh, be manifest and, and to be seen in our life, those that are around us say, I don't know what it is about them, but I, I, I want to I, I be close to them. Maybe, maybe whatever they have will rub off on me. You ever seen those people that it seems like everything that they touch, just, man, it just works. They, they can take a business that's failing and, and, you know, they can go in and say, well, here, I'll, I'll buy the business. Well, why do you want to buy that? It's failing. And they go in and they don't do anything different, really. But all of a sudden, the, the business turns around and new accounts come in and it begins to prosper. All of a sudden, it's making money. And the, the former owners are back there scratching their head going, they didn't do anything different than me. Why is it working? It's working because God said, that's my child. I'll bless it. Those are the things that happen because, see, we, we have the, the relationship. We, we have that uh, relationship with the king of kings. And, and we're not just uh, servants or subjects in the kingdom of God, but we are children of the king in the kingdom of God. And so as, as, as saints of God, as we walk around this earth, this is part of God's kingdom. He created this. He owns it all. It's all his. It's all part of his kingdom. And as we go around, we're walking around as children of the king. Well, of course the king's children are blessed. You don't expect to see the king's children, you know, living in a cardboard box out on the street. They have access to the palace. 
You and I have access to all of the blessings of God. And, and people are drawn to that. They, they, they are drawn to that and they say, I want what you have. I, I want to be a part of that. See, unlike Abimelech, Abimelech didn't have the, the, the opportunity to, to be grafted in to that bloodline of Abraham, to, to be made a part of what, what the promises to Abraham were going to be. The best he could do is say, listen, I just want to enter into a relationship with you where you'll be good to me. I, I promise I'll be loyal to you and I want you to be good to me. But see, we that are the children of God, we can be that example to those that are, that are out in the world. And, and when they see that, you know, man, I, I'd love to have what you have, they have the opportunity. They're not limited in, in just being, you know, friends with you and I, Carlos. They're, they're not limited to... to what we can do to bless them. Phil, they're not limited to just what you can do to, to help them out. But they can, they can partake of, of the promise of God, the plan of God. They can allow that to be, uh, to be fulfilled in their life. And when they do that, they are grafted in the same as you and I were. They're now a part of the kingdom. They're now one of the children of God that are, that are there and have that royal blood flowing through their spiritual veins also. No, I, I you know, physically, my, my blood type and my genetics are still my mom and dad's. It's still DNA. But the spiritual man has been changed. There's a new spiritual blood that throw, flows through my spiritual body. My spiritual man has been renewed. And now I've got the spirit of God that works in me and not this fleshly spirit that controls me. Oh, sure, that, that old flesh will still try to rise up just like it does with you. It'll, it'll try to rise up and, and you'll, you know, you'll be driving down the road and all of a sudden you get angry at somebody. Okay, maybe you don't. I do. Glory to God. <laughs> <laughs> Drive around enough. It'll happen to you too. I can promise you. But you know, when those things happen, we don't have to, to just accept that and say, oh, well, that's just the way it is. No, no, we can overcome that. We can say, listen, people around me may do some crazy stuff, but I don't have to let it affect me. I'm still blessed. I'm still a child of God. I, I've still got good things happening in my life. And, and those things just don't matter. It's all right. You know, I, I, was, I was praying this morning and um, it, it just, I, I don't know, it was, I always try to be thankful. You know, I mean, God has been so good to me. And I, I try to take time anytime I pray and, and, and to be thankful. But I begin to really kind of dwell on that a little bit this morning as I was praying. And I, I begin to talk to God about how good he's been to me and, and, and how I, I really don't deserve to be where I am. We're all honest. None of us do. We, we don't deserve God's love. 
And, and I begin to I begin to think about how the, the scripture tells us that God will be our shield. He'll He will He will be that one that, that keeps out the fiery darts of the enemy. He gives us the shield of faith. What is the shield of faith? It's not faith in this world system. It's not faith in our government. It's not faith in anything else. It's faith in Him. And it's faith that, that I know that as a child of God, that God being the loving Father that He is, He is going to protect me. He's going to provide for me. He's going to keep me. And I, I just begin to I just begin to get a little excited this morning as I begin to think about the fact that God has given me a shield of faith that I can stand against anything that the enemy can throw against me. It doesn't matter what comes my way. I don't have to be afraid of. Oh, come on. You, you need to get excited about that. You've got that same shield of faith. There's nothing that the enemy can bring against you that should make you begin to, to, to be afraid. You need to raise up your hands. You need to begin to worship God and say, God, my trust is in you. And so it doesn't matter what comes my way. No, I may not enjoy the battle, but you know what? I'm going to come out victorious no matter what it is. Amen. Scripture says that he'll work all things to good to those that love him, those that are called according to his purpose. That means that if you're one of his, somehow it's going to turn out for your benefit. He, he didn't say that there wouldn't be any battles that would come. If there weren't any battles, we wouldn't need a shield. We wouldn't need a helmet. We wouldn't need a sword. We wouldn't need, you know, the breastplate. We wouldn't need those things. God said, I know the enemy is going to try to attack you, but I'm going to give you the, all the protection and everything that you need, and through it all, I'm going to bless you and keep you protect you and provide for you and I'm going to love you and I'm going to care for you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you. Thank you, God. So today when you begin to think about Abimelech and how that he saw something that he realized I, I, I need to connect myself to that. I want you to associate Abimelech with this world. And, and just like Abimelech saw something special in Abraham, I want you to realize the world needs to see something special in us. They, they don't need to see me because I'm not special. They need to see God's work in me and through me because that's what's special. That's what will draw people to God is when they see the, the, the way that God loves those that are his. Amen. 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 Stand with me today. Now, I would be remiss today if I didn't uh, make this opportunity available. If you are here today and you've not received the gift of the Holy Ghost, it's here for you today. All that you have to do is you have to repent if you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, hey, we, we've got water right back here. We can take care of that. It, it won't take but just a couple minutes. If you've been baptized in Jesus' name and you've repented of your sins, 
All that you have to do is just raise your hands and just begin to worship God and say, God, give me that, that, that gift that you have for me. Give me the Holy Ghost and, and just begin to thank Him. And, and it won't be but just a few minutes and you'll just start speaking in that, other, that heavenly language, that unknown tongue. And that's the sign, that's the evidence that God gives us that you have received His Spirit. Oh, and, and, and when that takes place in your life, you have then been grafted into the bloodline of the king. Paul writes about it and calls us the heirs of salvation. We really are. It's there for us. We, we have that available to us. All we have to do is just take hold. We have to allow that to happen. If you're here today, today could be the day for you. And so as we close today, I want everyone just to take this opportunity. Let's just raise our hands. Let's just begin to talk to God. Let's begin to worship Him and, and, and give God some thanks right now. If you need the Holy Ghost, if you would like to come up front, you can come here and we'll pray with you. Or if you want to pray right where you are, just lift your hands and begin to talk to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Brothers, why don't a few of you come and, and, and pray with Marcos, pray for these that are coming today, and, and just let God pour out His Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. As they play, let's just worship God right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, we thank you, God. Lord, we thank you, God, for your love, God, for the goodness. Lord, the goodness that you showed to us, God. Lord, we thank you for salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Jesus, dear God, right now, if there is anything in our life, God, Lord, that would hinder us, God, Lord, we repent right now, God. Lord, if there's any sin, God, if we've done anything, Lord, God, if there's anything, Lord, that is not pleasing to you, God, we repent of those things right now, God. Lord, we ask that you would forgive us, God. Lord, change us, God, that our hearts will be removed, God. Lord, Jesus. Right, right. 